This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Two Chronicles, chapter uh, 20, verse 1 through 23. We're going Old Testament this morning. Every now and again, I like to go Old Testament. Um, and this story particularly excited me as I was uh, looking through Scripture and um, just doing some study. And I found myself sort of amazed by this little story. I say little, it's pretty huge. But um, it's just in the midst of all that's going off and it's just there. It's a, a chapter of magnificence, really. Um, but let's just, uh, if we can, just read the, the verse 1 through 23. Uh, and let's just see where it puts us. Everybody okay with me reading this to you? If you're not okay, the exits are... <laughs> I'm joking. Please don't leave. We're trying to get to 11,000, all right? What a church. 11,000 people. And at 15,000. And I think I've got it tough, you know. Mind I, I've got it tough for you guys. Oh, no, nothing. Okay, let's read 2 Chronicles chapter 20 uh, and verse 1. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the uh, them people came to make war on Jehoshaphat. He's our guy this morning. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It's already in that place, Tamar, uh, that is that place alarmed at my reading alarmed Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord good start and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord indeed they came from every town in Judah to seek him Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Verse 10. Now you... Uh, now, but now here are men from Ammon, uh, Moab and Mount Seir whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon... Anybody? 
Jezeel, <laughs> son of Zechariah, uh, the man, uh, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of that other chap, a Levi, and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. I apologize if you're new this morning and you think I can't read these names. It's all part of the fun. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the passages and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from that place and the other place stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, I'm not so sure I'd go early, do you? But anyway, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever as they began to sing and praise the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and uh, and Mount Seir um, who were invading Judah and they were defeated The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them After they finished slaughtering the men of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. What a story. What a story. In the midst of uh, the Old Testament, there are these stories that sort of blow your mind a little bit. I don't know whether you've ever um, been in a position where you're on the winning side. Or maybe supporting the team that are on the winning side. And you tend to sing when you're winning, don't you? Yeah, it's not something you do when you're not particularly on the winning side. For us in our house, Monopoly is banned. Not because we disagree with it, but because, well, it causes major problems. And I do not like sleeping on the sofa. (laughs) The trouble is, you see, is when I win or I'm winning, I sing, I celebrate. You've got to be happy at the fact that you're winning. I have Mayfair. (laughs) You're in a world of trouble. But of course, that's what we do, isn't it? We know if you've ever been to a football match or you've seen any of these things, you see that they sing, they celebrate the fact that they're winning. But what about singing instead of fighting when faced with an army that is so vast that you stand no chance of winning? That is odd. That doesn't seem like something that you would do. There's an army that is too big for us to even think about taking on. So what we're going to do? We're going to sing like we've won. 
confusing. But that's exactly what Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, did with his army. And the, the, the message there that we've read in 2 Chronicles records for us a story that a vast army is coming out to attack and to conquer Israel. But rather than panic, rather than worry, rather than stress, and all the anxiety that comes with the fact that they can't do what they believe they should be able to do, all of that, I hope you're listening, Because what do they do with that? Instead of doing that, Jehoshaphat does the very best thing to do when we face trouble of any kind, big or small. In verse 3, listen to what he, he does. Alarmed. You're still allowed to be alarmed, guys. You're still allowed to be worried about situations when you don't know what's going off. But listen to what he does. And this is what he does with his worry. This is what he does with his anxiety. This is what he does with his fear. Alarm, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Do you see that? Don't miss that because that is the key. Because the first thing that Jehoshaphat did was he went to God. He didn't panic, he didn't worry, he didn't think to himself, what I've got to do is I've got to get these guys here and we've got to formulate a plan, we've got to do this. He didn't do anything off his own back. He went to God. The very first, the very perfect place for him to go is exactly where he went. He went and inquired of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. He alerted them to the fact that something was happening. What's the best thing to do? I want you all to go and I want you to start practicing your sword fighting. Perfect your bow and arrow skills. Do what you've got to do because I tell you, there's a war coming and there's no way we're going to win it unless you're... No, he doesn't do any of that, does he? He actually declares a fast. Anybody ever fasted? You lose your strength, don't you? It's funny, isn't it? Seems very counterintuitive, but that's exactly what he tells them to do. He tells them to fast. He tells them to inquire of the Lord. He tells them to spend time in prayer, spend time being still. Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. He says, listen and let's see what God has got planned. Because of their faith, Because of their obedience, we get this in verse 15 through 17. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged of this vast army. And this is the verse that brings comfort. For the battle is not yours, it's God's. Don't you just love that? The battle is not yours, it's God's. You know, for me, that brings about what I need in so many situations and circumstances that I think I'm going to tackle this on my own. I think I'm going to get the outcome that I need to get if I do this by myself. And God says, inquire of me, listen to me. This battle, I have it in hand. You know, there's such comforting words in times of trouble. For the battle is not yours. And then he goes on, and you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. You still have to get on with it. You see that? (laughs) Don't run away. Don't hide. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. 
See, the Lord doesn't say to us, run away, go in the opposite direction, I'll bring you deliverance. No. He says, go up against it. The battle's not yours. Go up against it. Stand firm. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. Do not panic, because I have it in control. Just watch. And that is sometimes so often what we need, that God says to us, look, just do what I've called you to do. Stand firm on my word. Don't be discouraged. Yeah, but everybody says that I can't do this and I shouldn't do that. And everybody's got an opinion on who I should be or who I shouldn't be. And God says, no, listen. Start with me. Start with me. Enquire of the Lord. We start at his feet and we say, Lord, what are we to do? And he says, don't panic. Don't panic I have this in control but Jehoshaphat's reaction it goes even further than that it goes even further than sort of doing and standing and listening he goes much further than that and for me the faith of this guy blows my mind because what sort of happens here is Jehoshaphat's reaction he reminds Israel to stand firm in verse 20 he says to them have faith If you see that, look, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. And then he goes ahead and puts the choir on the front line. Can you believe that? He goes ahead and he puts the singing men on the front line. He puts them right in the, the, the arm's way, in the, in the way of trouble. He sticks them right at the front. And what do they do when they get there? Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever as they began to sing and praise. They do what they've been called to do. Nothing changes. Isn't that interesting? Because often when things come into our life, we go, ah, I'm clearly doing something wrong. Let's do something else. Let's do what I'm doing over here. Look, ooh, it's okay. Stop with the trouble. I'm doing this now. And God says to us, no, that's not what I've asked you to do. This is what I've asked you to do. I've set you on a path. I have a plan and a purpose for you. Keep going at it. Even when you feel like everything seems to be against you, don't worry. I've got it in control. I have it all in hand. So keep doing what you've been called to do. Stand firm. And even when it seems completely against all logical sense, do what I've asked you to do and we will, church, see the Lord's deliverance. And as the uh, armies did here, they did what God had called them to do. Jehoshaphat said, go, get out there and sing. Now, I'd have been confused if I was on the opposing army, wouldn't you? Are they singing? Anybody else notice they're singing? Can you hear them? One of them's out of tune. (laughs) But you see, they were clinging to the words that God had said to them, that this is not your battle. Just stand firm and you will see deliverance. They take up their place, the choir. They get to the front line. They give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And that right there is faith in action. You know, so often we talk about this. So often we declare it from his word that we're to be doers of his word, to have faith in action, to live out this life that God's called us to. Not to just say I'm a Christian, prove it. You know, I've said before, it might have been some years ago because I offended some people. I won't let that put me off. That if you were in a court of law and they convicted, uh, they were saying to you, look, you need, you're a Christian. 
Would there be enough evidence to prove that you were guilty? Think about it. Is there enough evidence to prove that you are who you say you are? Or is it just what comes out of your mouth? You see, because the word tells us that our entire life should show it. There was no point Jehoshaphat just saying, oh yeah, we're going to inquire the Lord, let's inquire the Lord. Eh, let's not do what he says. Let's set up and uh, let's try and attack these guys. Because if he'd have done that, what would have happened? He'd have been destroyed. Make no mistake about it. But actually what he does do is he listens to what God has called him to do. And his faith in action says that he carries it through. That he does what he's called to do. No worries about that. And of course, because of their faithfulness, God does not disappoint. And the huge army turns on itself and everyone is destroyed. Now the Old Testament at times seems holy and completely barbaric in places that we see but what we have to understand is God has raised a nation he's created a people he's set them apart and there are so many things that come into our life that can distract us from what God has called us to be and when we see this in the Old Testament we see the children of Israel doing completely opposite to what God said don't worship idols so they go and make idols to worship it's like what are you doing And what God's trying to do, what God continually does is save them from themselves. He saves them from themselves over and over and over again. But God is setting aside a people. He set aside a nation so that out of that the Messiah could come. So he had to protect Israel. He had to look after Israel so that Jesus Christ could be born in the town of David uh, David, in a stable to the Virgin Mary. And you and I... Because of Jesus Christ and the life that he lived enabled us, you and me, to find ourselves in a position where we're saved, redeemed, set free because of the work of the cross. That's why when we see the Old Testament and we ponder and we think, Lord, what are you doing here? These are people that were going in the opposite direction to God, had no desire to know God, to hear about God, weren't interested in God. And the very children of Israel knew full well That if they allowed anything, and God knew full well, that if he allowed any kind of people to infiltrate the ranks, they would be building idols, they would be doing completely the opposite to what God had called them to do, and they would take on the religions and all the other isms of all the other people. There's nothing really any different, is there, today? Nothing really any different. Jehoshaphat provides us with an incredible example to follow. Seek God inquire of him then root yourself in his promises is there anything more seek God inquire of him root ourselves in his promises and when we root ourselves in his promises then you know from that even our next steps might seem completely odd to the world, but we know full well that God's got it in hand. Because when we root ourselves in his promises, we know, don't we, that yes, we're in a battle, but the battle is not ours. The battle is God's. And do you know what the good news is? God's already told us we're on the winning side. Amen? We're on the winning side. So whatever life throws at us, we cling to the promises of his word. This is why it's so important to know the word of God. Because when we know it, and when it becomes our life, we start to grasp that whatever comes, God's in control. Situations and circumstances that I do not grasp, Lord. What's happening? But I know you've got it. 
So please help me. Give me the strength to stand firm. Give me the strength to root myself in your word. Jehoshaphat sends the singers to the front just as we should go, this I cannot cope with. Here I am putting it at the front at your feet. That's the key, isn't it? Here I am taking this burden off that I cannot handle, that I cannot deal with, that I can't possibly find a resolution to. And Lord, I'm going to place it at your feet. And I'm going to sing your praise. I'm going to sing your praise. Whatever the storm, 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God has promised his hand on our lives, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Isn't that what his word says? That as we put our faith and our trust in him, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Hasn't he promised that? Hasn't he said that the battle is is his? Hasn't he said that he has already won? Hasn't he already told us? Haven't we already seen from Jesus on the cross that sin and death are defeated? Haven't we already grasped this? So when we understand it fully, we start to realize that we can praise him in the storm. We can sing to him. We can bring our all to him. John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. He says, I have overcome the world. I know that verse. You know that verse. Do we live that verse? Take heart, he says, I've overcome the world. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Even when you don't know what's going off, what do you do? We give thanks. Don't be afraid to answer. Nice and loud. (laughs) Just so you can talk over me. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God. And then Psalm 34, 19 says, The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. This is the word of God. There are three verses. I can assure you, you will find hundreds more. Because that's what God has promised. I will praise you, God, because you are faithful. Because you are just. Because you have won. That's why I'm going to praise. That's why even when the battle comes and people go, I don't understand how they carry on. We carry on because God's promised that it's his battle. God's promised that he's in control. And God's promised that he's already won. So therefore I can stand firm and I will sing even when it seems impossible. I'll sing regardless of the army in front of me. You might think I'm mad. I might think you're mad. But we're going to sing, aren't we? Regardless of what the world throws at us. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 57. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So church, I want to encourage us this morning to stand strong. I want to encourage us to continue to stand strong. To be a church that stands up in the face of adversity. We're not worried about what the enemy throws at us. He should worry about what we're going to do in response to that. That's what he should do. And you and I can stand strong knowing that we are his, that we're saved, redeemed, set free. We're not blindly singing and going, ah, let's just sing, it's all going to be okay. No, we're singing because we know that God is in control. And we know that if we bring our prayer and our petition and we inquire of the Lord, we'll find out, we'll have that peace that passes understanding that says God is in control. Knowing that it's all in hand, that our lives are in his hand. And we're going to sing at the very top of our lungs. He is able. 
because he is God and his love endures forever. Amen? Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you this morning for your word. We just thank you, Father, for the faith of Jehoshaphat and all those in Judea and Jerusalem that, Father, they declared your name, that they were brave enough to do everything that you called them to do. And, Father, they sung at the very top of their lungs. They brought praise and worship to you. Father, may you help us in the midst of uh, worry and anxiety, Father, in situations that we face. May you help us to stand firm. May you help us to know that you're in control. May you help us to know that we're on the winning side as we put our faith and our trust in you. May you encourage us, Father to continue to push on for you, regardless of the storm that we face, knowing that you are right there with us. Father, strengthen us from your word this morning. Encourage us, we pray. If we ask these prayers in Jesus' name, amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.